Thank you for tuning in. We'll get to your program right after this short word from our sponsor. Balance Virtually provides full-service financial planning services for small businesses, nonprofits, and startups. We can help you manage your monthly reporting, bank and credit card reconciliations, budget and forecasting, payroll services, and much more. To schedule a consultation with a certified public accountant with over 16 years of experience helping people like you, visit balancevirtually.com. Balance Virtually, your locally owned full-service financial planning service company. Welcome to the Veronica Edwards Show, where we have fun financial conversations that everyone listening can apply to their personal and professional life. I'm your host, Veronica Edwards, and I'm excited as always to be back here another week on bizradio.us. A lot of fun stuff that we have going on the station, a lot of new people joining. So please check out the site and continue to support my show and my counterpart show on bizradio.us. But for today, again, our monthly segment here on Veronica Edwards Show is the monthly CPA chat with my fellow CPA, Miss Michelle. How are you today, Michelle? I am good, thank you. This is so much fun. I love having these with you because I always learn something as well. And I hope the listeners learn something. And me and Michelle was joking because I learned how to properly pronounce the topic of today's show. Um, (laughs) After being an auditor in the CPA of almost 20 years, we are talking about compilations, financial reviews, and audits, which are also known as attest services, or I was saying attestation, (laughs) and you pronounce it. Yes, attestation is correct. Attestation yep. or attestation, as I was saying, services. But as always, before we start, Michelle, please remind the listeners a little bit about you and your amazing 11 year old business now. Yes, no, thank you so much. Yeah, um, we are, of course, at michelletrotcpa.com and we are a band of just senior accountants and CPAs uh, doing all sorts of great work for small to mid-sized businesses and nonprofits, really soup to nuts accounting, I like to call it, very a la carte uh, for the client, whatever the client needs. And that can be ongoing accounting, contract controller, contract CFO, or business consultant services. So we're super excited to be able to provide those services to this wonderful community. And we also really enjoy working with great businesses and entrepreneurs out there, as well as all the many wonderful not-for-profits we have in our community. We're so fortunate. Yes, we are. That's one thing. I wasn't as familiar with nonprofit work until I moved to Western North Carolina, and I find it the most rewarding of um, all the different sectors that I've worked in. And it comes up a lot that these nonprofits either need an audit, a financial review, or a compilation because they have been given so much money from an organization that wants to ensure like, hey, if we're giving you this much money, we want to make sure that you guys are good financial stewards of the money. And we want a third party to come in to just make sure everything is good. But um, in more detail, Michelle, if you can just explain what are test services, why are they needed and just your personal experience with it. Yeah, absolutely. So a test services, as you said before, is it's a bucket of things. It can be a compilation, a review, or an audit. Um, and these are services that have to be performed by an independent CPA firm. And I, I stress that because a lot of folks will come to me and ask me to perform these kinds of services. And I explain, well, first of all, I'm not independent of my clients. Um, and by that, what we mean is 
I get into the nitty gritty with my clients, right? Just like you do, Veronica, Mm -hmm. you know, it's one of those where we're there entering transactions or putting in the journal entries or reconciling the statements. And that's, that is not independent. An independent CPA would be someone who comes in objectively and looks at the financials and the, all the things that make up the financials of an organization. And they will do this process, this service, and there's different levels, different flavors of the service to say whether or not these financial statements are prepared in accordance with generally accepted accounting principles. And when they say that, they put a a report together mm-hmm. and they say exactly that. And it says, this is what we've done. We audited or reviewed or compiled these statements in accordance with GAAP, those generally accepted accounting standards. And therefore we can say these financial statements are accurate or represent fairly all material aspects of the organization. So that's, that's kind of what the intention is. It has to be an independent objective CPA to come in and perform those services. But like we said, you know, it's, it's different flavors of services. And and I know we can get into more detail about what those flavors are, the different Mm -hmm. levels of service, I guess. And I think Veronica, it's important for a lot of not for because again, like you said, when yes, the funders want to know and make money, but mm-hmm. also a lot of times our not-for-profit clients need to or are being asked to provide audited, say, financial statements in order to apply for mm-hmm. funding. And so that's you know that gets them into sort of a, a sticky wicket, particularly with small not-for-profits. And so understanding what these services are, they can maybe make a better informed choice mm-hmm. as to what what level of service do they really need. And that's that's where we find it a lot. It comes up with our not-for-profit clients. Our for-profit clients, you know, is really more if they if they need it for various reasons, it may be because they're getting ready to sell or merge or be bought by a larger corporation or uh, go public, uh, for example. So mostly publicly held entities do require financial audits or reviews or compilations or those kinds of things. So it's it, it depends on the for-profit side, but it does come up for us, you know, Veronica, you and I, a lot on our not-for-profit client side. Absolutely. Um, I'm seeing it more, especially now that I'm taking more non-for-profit and I also do the books for my son's school. I always have to plug Asheville Pisgah Christian School in Candler because we have a building fund campaign. (laughs) Michelle, I can't believe it costs $3 million just to build a gym. Oh, yes. But that's where we're at. So we've raised a million and we are two million away. But as I digress, um, (laughs) but with his school, they receive over $300,000 in North Carolina opportunity um, scholarships. So once we hit over 300000 it required for us to have a financial review, which is one of the test services that we're talking about. Um, I have another client where for the county in North Carolina here, Buncombe County, if they received over, I think, $100,000 in funding, they have to have a financial review. So exactly like you said, Michelle, it just depends on the person that's giving the money, um, what the requirement is, if you have to do it after you receive the money, if you have to have this a test service before, Um, But I definitely recommend that you do good research on an accounting firm that can perform this for you. Because like Michelle said, just because they're a CPA doesn't mean that they're independent, doesn't mean that they're going to be objective or even have the software and the knowledge to perform this for you. So definitely make sure you get some referrals from folks that might have used them before. 
Yeah, absolutely. And in, you raise a really good point. Um, I think it's a service that that I advise clients to shop around for. Um, there are lots of different great audit firms in even our community here in Western North Carolina, but that some specialize in certain areas or do uh-huh. certain things. And so really shopping around and making sure you're finding the, the right independent CPA firm. It has to be done by a CPA firm or a CPA. Um, and in order to provide these attest services, so and they also, as I said, have to, they're required to be independent. Um, but yeah, shop it around. And, you know, like I said, even shop around the different services. You know, okay. we, we talk about these different flavors, and I think it's important for folks to know what they are so they can be more educated and make those right decisions. Yeah, so let's talk about that first flavor. We're going to go in order of um, the least amount of testing, the lowest cost. So that first one would be the compilation. So in a compilation, this exactly like it sounds, the CPA compiles the books and records of the client, but they do not perform substantive testing, meaning they're not pulling evidence to support um, the balances. They're not getting confirmations from the banks that would take place in an audit. So therefore, the CPA does not obtain any assurance that the financial statements um, would not require any type of material modification to comply with generally accepted accounting principles, which we in the accounting world called GAAP with two A's. So that's usually with an audit, they're signing off on, yes, we deem that there's no material modifications, meaning we don't have to adjust anything. Everything was reconciled properly. Everything was noted. Everything is in compliance to what we deem is necessary and also by generally accepted accounting principles. And that cost is your lowest. I all, I was researching online, Michelle. I even saw something as low as 500, but I couldn't bring myself to say 500. So I was, I'm saying usually on average $1,000 or up for a compilation because they're not really doing a lot of work, but it's still their time to compile mm-hmm. everything and to put them in standards that um, are acceptable, which is generally accepted accounting principles. Exactly. I mean, you're exactly right. It's just basically compiling the data into an appropriate financial statement format. Um, and they do do like the bare minimum of just, okay, yeah, does, is there any material things we need to, to change or move or, or do? Uh, but otherwise, they're really not doing any testing of the numbers or any um, uh, evidence supporting those numbers is not reviewed. And so it's, it's very basic. You know, $1,000 is is probably fair, but you know, of course, other CPA firms who may be listening to this may be like, "What?" Um, they may charge more or less. But you're right; it is the sort of lowest, if you will, level of um, attest services that a CPA firm can provide. Agreed. So the next level, next flavor, as Michelle, I like how you said that, is the financial review. Can you tell us a little bit about this? How this is uh, maybe just a next step up from the compilation. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly right. It's really just the next step up. So, you know, versus the compilation we were just talking about where no substantive documentation or evidence is provided or produced to be tested to support the numbers. Here we are now with some substantive testing and some analysis and some assurance that goes into, okay, I did some reasonableness testing. I tested a few of the big numbers. I looked at it. Everything seems to be, you know, in accordance with generally accepted accounting principles, that gap uh, comment you made before.
for and and you know we can feel like this is pretty good you know here we are you know we're, we've done, stepped up we've done a little bit of testing and that's called a financial statement review it too comes with a report that the independent cpa firm will provide with the financial statements um and and it's just been reviewed it's just it's not been audited mm -mm. but it's not been compiled it's been reviewed so it's sort of that middle ground if you will and you know it it, it very much depends on uh a lot of things <laughs> uh, as to what you can expect to spend on such a, a service. But I would say probably a few thousand dollars is probably a good range, maybe mm -hmm. as much as maybe $5,000. It just kind of, it depends on a lot of different factors, but not cheap, right? You know, it's not something like she said, you know, you can just you know, spend a few hundred dollars on, but it is important. And I think it's a really good option for particularly not-for-profit clients that maybe don't have a very large budget and maybe can't afford the full blown out service like an audit, but need something more than just a compilation. A financial statement review is a really good middle ground. Yes, this one I'm very familiar with in recent with my son's school having to do a financial review every year, the last two school terms. And some of the things that the accounting firm asked for was, of course, let me just see your financials. Let me get a copy of like your payroll report. They would mm -hmm. have a meeting with us having conversations. Tell me how your accounting process works. Who's responsible for this? Who's responsible for that? But definitely a breath of fresh air versus an audit, um, which definitely gets into a lot more detail and pulling of a lot more receipts and invoices and testing. And in our experience here in Western North Carolina, that financial review was between $5,000 and $6,000. So just like you said, Michelle, it could definitely be less or it could be more depending on the area. And that's why, like you said, it's smart to shop around, not just for the pricing, but you want to make sure that the CPA knows what they're doing. Right. Exactly. So our last one, Michelle, we're going to tag team is an audit. And so Michelle, you've been an internal auditor. I've been an external auditor. Michelle, have you been an external auditor before either? Yeah. Yeah. My you know, beginning, beginning <laughs> career uh, did some audits uh, with an, a CPA audit firm and then moved into internal auditing. So I've done audit from both sides. Yes. Well, Michelle, tell us what is auditing services? How is this the the creme de la creme, you know, it's the highest of the test services. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, you, you did say exactly that, what it is. It, it, it is the highest level of service. And so really, and, and by the way, we are just speaking about an external, we'll call it external uh, mm -hmm. audit, uh, where an independent CPA firm comes into an independent you know, organization, for-profit or not-for-profit, audit the financial statements and the transactions that make up those financial statements become tested. And it's not that they look at every single transaction. <laughs> Sometimes it feels like that, yes, but they do apply a, a, what they call materiality level um, over, you know, the, all the different transactions. So maybe they're not looking at the $5 transaction, but they may be looking at all transactions over $5,000, say for example, but they do this testing. It is the highest level of a test services that the CPA firm can provide. And once they've done that, then it's really for the intense purpose, intent purposes of providing um, an opinion. You know, again, we get back to that. Are these financial statements presented fairly in all material respects and in accordance with generally accepted accounting principles? So it's it's pretty intense. It depends on the organization, how intense it gets. Mm -hmm. um, and it also depends on the organization's complexity. 
So for some, it could be uh, less intense. And for some, it, it may be more intense, if that makes any sense, Veronica. Absolutely. I've been on on both sides of an audit where I have to provide the information or I've been the auditor. Some audits can be a month, some can be three months. You know, mm -hmm. it just depends on how quickly we're receiving the information from that client that we're auditing if I'm the auditor. So when I became the person being audited, I loved it because I knew exactly what they needed and I loved working with them because I feel like for me, it helps me be better. Like, what is it that we're missing? What is it that we can do better? And it also is another set of eyes. I know for small businesses, usually if you do have a person that is performing the accounting, you don't have anybody else that's reviewing their work. You know, so you want to, it's always nice to have another independent person, like you said, Michelle, to come in because they don't have any biases. Mm -hmm. They don't care that, you know, the CEO and the CFO are first cousins and all that stuff or how much someone's making. They're looking at this completely unbiased and independent. And it, you should go to bed at night knowing, okay, we got a clean bill of health. Everything has been reviewed. Um, when I was an auditor, we would send out bank confirmations. Like even though if the bank balance has a million and I got your bank statement, I still want to verify it <laughs> um, outside of you because we know that reports can be manipulated. So it definitely really gets into the nitty gritty of the financials. And with that being said, the cost yeah. is the most expensive. Yeah, it is. And I mean, I think what's important also for folks to understand is um, there, the the end result is it's free of material misstatement. That's not to say that it's 100% correct and mm -hmm. everything is perfect. It's that materially speaking, we can say that these financial statements present fairly in all respects, um, you know, and are in accordance with GAAP. You know, and you mentioned also a really good point. In addition to, you know, okay, yes, testing all the transactions at certain levels, making sure that the financial statements um, are free of material misstatements and present fairly, et cetera. They also do provide what we call, you know, management comments. Mm -hmm. So they are providing that level of assistance. Hey, you know, you really should be segregating the duties a little bit more in your uh, cash area. You know, mm -hmm. you, you have cash that flows through your organization at a certain level. And, you know, we want to make sure that you can you know, do the best you possibly can to prevent fraud, you may want to consider putting in some more controls over here or segregating the duties a little bit. And speaking of fraud, I think it's also really important, you know, when the Enron collapse and all those things happened and all the Sarbanes-Oxley laws came into play, it is really important to know that the independent CPA firm that comes in and does an audit is not saying that your organization is free of fraud. Correct. It's, it's just saying, look, these numbers are, you know, based on our testing, are free of material misstatement, but that doesn't mean there may not be or that your organization may not be susceptible to fraud. So they can't 100% say there is no fraud. They're doing the best they can to identify areas where you can make improvements and just assuring the reader of the financial statements that these financial statements were tested and looked at. So fraud is still there. It still happens even if you do get an audit. And it's really about putting in the proper segregation of duties, the proper internal controls, and making sure you're somebody's always sort of, you know, watching the store, so to speak. Exactly. And we definitely, as auditors, ask management to make certain representations, you know, like they're saying, you know, we're not aware of anything that's fraudulent going on. We're not mm -hmm. aware of blah, 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 blah. We know these policies are in place. 
Um, but you're right. A lot of times when I was an auditor for publicly held companies and they had to get audited, they would say, okay, so we're good. We're good. Right. You know, there's <laughs> nothing that you guys see. And we're saying nothing materially, you know, like there's always that legal term that we say, because that's for Walmart, any fortune 500 publicly traded company, if they get an audit, it's not that that auditor is saying 100% every single thing ties to the penny, but there's nothing that's materially going to sway the financials um, if something was found. So I am glad that you did say that, Michelle. And also, this is going to be more expensive than a yeah. financial review. This is going to be to 20000 and up. You know, It could I, be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, you can, again, shop around, and it depends on the com- complexity of your organization, how long your organization has been around, have you been audited before? I mean, there's so many factors. Um, also, by the way, when you switch auditors, which is not required, but a good business practice, if you do have audits on a regular basis, Maybe every three to five years, your board or your audit committee would consider switching auditors. Again, to your point earlier about having a fresh set of eyes uh, looking at things. Uh, So that's always um, nice and or helpful. And so when it's the first year of an audit, it tends to be more expensive than ongoing years, which um, is just because they have to familiarize themselves with the organization and do maybe a little more testing. So it is it can be expensive. And I guess just for, for purposes of the listeners, you know, there are options. If you are being asked by a funder, you know, that in order to apply, you have to submit audited financial statements, you know, ask questions. Can I submit maybe a review instead or a compilation instead? Or maybe you could explain to the funder, you know, in in lieu of an audit, because our budget is not big enough to afford, say, this $20,000 audit, you know, we have a CPA that's um, on our board, that's our treasurer. We do the following uh, processes every month. We review our financial statements. Um, The the treasurer comes in on a biweekly basis and sits down with our accounting person and goes over things and answers questions. There's different levels of things that even the volunteers in your organization can be providing that might help a funder get comfortable with Mm -hmm. how you're handling things internally and may avoid spending just the $20,000 on an audit, for example, just, just food for thought. I love that Michelle, because I think a lot of times, especially when people hear word audit, they think IRS and they think there's no way around it. And I love that you're saying, nope, you can always ask. They can always say no, but you can always let them know that we are doing other, what we say, compensating, you know, activities to help right. offset that. So Michelle, already to the end of the show, friend. Thank you so much. I always have so much fun when we're talking accounting and ways that we can help our community and, and those listeners. So Thank you, thank you, thank you. And I want to always thank the listeners as well for tuning into the Veronica Edwards Show on bizradio.us at 10 a.m. on Wednesdays. And if you missed the live airing, please go to veronicaedwards.buzzsprout.com. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you just heard, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and be sure to visit bizradio.us to find hundreds of other engaging conversations, local events, and more.